Welcome to Health Talks Now, bringing you the facts you need to keep you and your family well. We're happy you're tuning in today. Baptist Health is committed to providing compassionate, high-quality care that is centered on you. Listen to all of our podcasts to hear from Baptist Health physicians about the latest medical advancements and treatments. And get trusted information on timely health topics from our healthcare professionals. Whether you want to learn more about a specific condition or procedure or find tips for living a healthy lifestyle, Baptist Health is here to help you become a healthier you. The theme of this week's celebration for National Hospital Week is where health comes first. More than ever, this important week gives us the opportunity to highlight our healthcare staff and the ways they are supporting the needs of our community during this pandemic. Dating back to 1953, we have the privilege of recognizing our staff all week. Before we jump into updates from our system with our guest, Baptist Health System Chief Executive Officer Gerard Coleman, can we start off this episode by highlighting some of the accomplishments we've seen? Oh, absolutely. I think Baptist Health as the caregivers here in Kentucky and Southern Indiana have really always led the charge in really providing outstanding health care, quality health care to the citizens and the communities that we serve. And as you said, it started off with Nurses Week and then it's become Hospital Week. And we've really seen them always stepping up, going above and beyond through the ages. Baptist Health has always been there to care for the communities in which we serve here and also for those people that have come back from overseas that needed care, aligning with with the veteran services and things like that. So Baptist Health and their caregivers have always been a prominent part of our community. And more recently, this is a war now that we're in, and this is a war on this disease. And you don't see all of the hard work and the dedication of all these care providers, not just the nurses and doctors, but all the folks behind the scenes that are really supporting those who are patient-facing. And it really is a war on this disease. And these people are in that space. And they truly are what we call now healthcare heroes. And it's a term that I, I don't think we use lightly. And I think it's a term that fits really well for all those folks in all those healthcare systems, but in particular to the Baptist Health System and all that they're doing and all that they're providing to all of those people. Agreed. And on that note, it's been declared that this is the year of the nurse. Really? Yeah. Perfect. We are approaching the 200th anniversary of Florence Nightingale's birth. And so 2020 has been declared the year of the nurse. Nurses, along with midwives, as we know, play a vital role in providing care for our patients. And often they're the first and sometimes the only point of contact for patients. And it's been reported that the world needs 9 million more nurses by 2030. What would you say to a young person considering a profession in the healthcare industry? You know, I think it's an amazing industry to be in for the right person and the right reason. So if you're a passionate person, compassionate person about healthcare, providing care for people, I think it's an amazing industry to be in. It requires a lot of dedication. There's a lot of education that's required. There's a lot of long hours when you finally get your license and the capacity of either a nurse or a physician or a, a physical therapist or a laboratory technologist, all of the professions, and, and there's so many others, respiratory therapy, I can go on and on. And all of them require long venues of study and they require long hours of work and dedication. But I would say with that, the personal feeling you get from being a care provider is just amazing. It's uplifting that no, you've been able to provide 
outstanding care and really change someone's life. And that goes throughout the entire healthcare system. And people are touching lives and changing lives in healthcare every single day. And that is an amazing feeling. And I think a lot of people gravitate to that. And it's a very admirable profession. And it's a profession that will always be important to society. And if you think about it, people will always need healthcare and they will always look to healthcare providers for that compassion, for that caring and to change their lives for the better. And I think everybody in the field is absolutely committed to making lives better. And I think it's a great profession to be in. And I would tell young people, including my own children, that it's something that they should seriously consider and to talk to people that are in the healthcare industry now and ask them, what is it like to be a healthcare provider? The benefit that you feel emotionally from providing care to people is, is immeasurable. Let's transition to telehealth before we ask you about patient safety and assurances. We're continuing to see an influx. Where do you see digital health progressing in the future? And what's your prioritization on digital if consumers get accustomed to the convenience of telehealth? Telehealth has been around for quite some time, and Baptist Health has actually led in a lot of that space. So telehealth is really everything from remote monitoring of an EKG or remote heart monitoring, if you will. And that's been really, really important to our telehealth strategy so that we can discharge patients to home and make sure that they stay healthy and make sure that they're getting the proper care that they need so they can continue to improve during their healthcare journey. So telehealth is that part of it. Then there's e-visits, which is relatively new to the healthcare industry. And Baptist Health has had the benefit of having a very strong IT department and a very outstanding medical record. So we've been able to optimize that texting type platform, if you will, Mm -hmm. when you go to when you see a physician or a care provider. And we've really now led the way in video visits. I think we're up to 40,000 video visits now. And that's just since the beginning of the pandemic. My goodness. And all of that is built on a platform from outstanding physicians, administrators, IT professionals, nurses that have advanced the work. Mm -hmm. And that ability has been made available to us because of all of the changes that we've been able to incorporate as a result of COVID. So the future of telehealth, which encompasses all of those pieces, I think is going to be very strong and it's going to be with us to stay. I think some of the volume in the video space that I talked about with over 40,000 visits at the beginning of the pandemic, I think some of that will start to slow, Mm -hmm. but it will never go away because it has a foothold and people really, really like it. But what people also really like is to have a personal encounter with their physician, the care team, the nursing assistant, the nurse, the lab tech who draws the blood. You know, people really value the personal relationship with care providers. So I think you'll see a little bit of a scale back on the video platform, Mm -hmm. but the video platform is really strong. It has outstanding reviews. People really, really like it. So I absolutely know it is here to stay and it'll be part of the Baptist healthcare continuum as we move forward. And who knows where this ends? This is just the beginning of something that's really, really inspirational. I think a lot of people are going to use innovation around these platforms to really advance healthcare. It's going to be an exciting time for all of us. Sure. As we expand access, this is a great tool. Well, what reassurances can you give a patient who needs to come into the hospital in terms of our cleanliness and sanitation? What steps are we taking to ensure ongoing safety for our patients and staff? Baptist Health has done tremendous jobs, and we've always had a really big focus on environment of care. And part of that is sanitation and making sure there's cleanliness. 
and all the guidelines are met. We are following all the CDC guidelines and we are actually making sure that our waiting rooms and our waiting spaces, we're maintaining social distancing, we're maintaining social distancing in our clinics, we're having patients being able to wait in their car in the parking lot and they call the number and then we tell them when the exam room is ready so they can not have to go into the waiting room whatsoever. They just go immediately into see their care provider. And all the registration and all the information is taken in the exam room as opposed to in a front desk waiting area. So we've seen a lot of advancements in the way we're changing the way patients access our facilities. We're doing temperature check on all employees as they return to work. We're doing all of our employees are masking, which includes environmental services in all of the housekeeping personnel, the clinicians, the doctors, the nurses, all the therapists and, and medical technicians are all wearing masks. And we require patients who come to our facilities to wear masks. And we prefer they have their own mask, obviously, because that's their comfort. Usually a cloth mask is what's required, but we do have some masks available for those people who come to the facilities and don't have masks with them because we want patients to feel safe and make sure they have the outstanding experience that they need to have without worrying about an infection of COVID or some other type of infectious challenge that we may be facing in the future as a result of these new times. Absolutely. Can you talk to us a little bit about, we've seen that some of the Baptist Health facilities are employing drive-through testing of patients prior to coming in for these elective procedures that are reopening. What can you tell us about that procedure? So the drive-through testing, it is in a couple of our facilities now, and it is for our patients that are coming in for pre-admit testing to make sure that they don't have symptoms or not have COVID so that they don't risk infecting other care providers when they come into the healthcare setting, and also letting those patients know that if they do have COVID, to self-quarantine, then we can start taking care of them as a patient of COVID, as opposed to the condition they may have been coming in to get tested for or have a procedure on. So those drive-through facilities are becoming more normal now, as you see. There's many, many places do have drive-through testing. The state has set up several of them across the state, and they do several hundred tests a day. Baptist Health now has many tests for COVID, which is different from where we were as a nation just a few weeks ago. But that's not to say that it's not still difficult to get testing and that we have to make sure that we do test those patients that are coming in for procedures or have the condition or have the signs and symptoms of COVID because we still have to act in a way that's responsible when it comes to testing. Let's turn now and talk a little bit about you specifically, how you've learned and things that you've seen out of this pandemic. What are some of the things that you have learned that you're going to take with you transcending the current efforts to respond to the crisis? I think that we're still writing the book on the disease and the pandemic and how we reacted to the different components of it. So we have daily management meetings in which we discuss our plans and how we're going to execute on strategies around COVID. And it's interesting to go back and read those minutes from the very beginning of the crisis in early March. We started meeting on a daily basis, our emergency management response team. The first case that came to Kentucky was in the Baptist South Lexington facility. And what we did around slowing down procedures, then ultimately halting procedures, then ultimately shutting down operations, then running the business during the pandemic per se. And now we're writing the chapters of how we're coming out of it, how we're returning to work, how we're bringing back our caregivers that were furloughed during this period of time. And how do we bring our operating rooms back to life? How do we set up drive-through testing? How do we do pre-admit testing in the new world of COVID? So we're still writing the book 
when that's done, we need to go back and really analyze what could we have done differently and what went really well and what didn't go so well. And we're going to be making changes and designs, new processes to really make sure that in the future, if we have to go through this pandemic type situation again, that we will use that book as a journal, as an instruction guide. This is what we did last time. This is how it worked. This is what we would make changes on. And now what would we do differently going forward? It's been remarkable watching all the departments come together and collaborate and find different ways to be more efficient and work and support each other. To that end, we've heard some stories this week about where our staff have gone above and beyond to respond in the face of, like you said, something that we've never faced before, something that none of us have a rule book on how to walk through while still maintaining their daily responsibilities. But yet they're taking those extra steps to humanize this situation and to really bring that care-like family that we talk about at Baptist Health. Is there any specific story or department or person that you'd like to call out that you've seen really going above and beyond? I think there's so many. There's so many people. I talked about the, the video platform and how that was developed almost overnight by really dedicated physicians, nurses, administrators, the folks in IT that we don't really talk about that often. And they've really gone above and beyond. The caregivers at the bedside across the system, these are unsung heroes that really there's so many stories. To focus on one would almost be an injustice to so many. But I can tell you that All you have to do is watch one of those video recordings of a COVID patient being discharged after being in an ICU on a ventilator for 20 plus days and the caregivers line the hallways, nurses, doctors, technicians, environmental services, just applauding that the patient has come out of this on the other side and is now going home to their loved ones. I mean, that's just inspirational. And so many people are part of that. And all of that is above and beyond in my, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, those videos are really something to watch. For our listeners, if you haven't seen those, please check out our Facebook pages where we've posted those. It's worth a watch. You'll see our caregivers have really shown up. We're playing Here Comes the Sun when COVID patients are discharged in many of our locations, just to remind everybody in our facilities what a joy and what a celebration it is to get these people back to their families healthy. Let's switch gears to Baptist Health's acquisition of Hard Memorial Health. What can you share with us? We're really excited to be moving that forward. As you know, this has been several years in the making, and there's been some delays and challenges going through the court systems and getting legal opinions. And we were excited that recently, as recently as earlier this year, we got the green light to move ahead with the acquisition of Hard Memorial Hospital. and. We were going to close by December of this year, but we've decided to move that up and we're going to be trying to close by September. So with that acquisition comes a significant influx of capital to Harden Memorial Hospital, which will be renamed Baptist Health Harden. Okay. And we're really excited about that. And we're going to be building a new cancer center, a new medical office building, new parking lots. It's really going to have a significant input of capital and innovation. Because that hospital itself is important to the community, and that's what Baptist Health wants to do, is make sure that we're providing the outstanding care that that community has had all these years, 
But now because of the way healthcare has changed and the way reimbursement has changed, the hospital just is unable to provide those outstanding services into the future without really the support of a system. Sure. And that's why we're there. And we're excited to move forward with them. And the employees, we're really excited to have them join the larger family. Great. We'll continue to watch that project. We appreciate your time this week. And Kendra and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you both. Thanks for tuning in to Health Talks Now. Staying healthy is a lifelong commitment. And Baptist Health can provide the support you need to lower your risks, improve your quality of life, and protect your long-term health. Visit baptisthealth.com to hear our other podcasts, learn about our services, and find more tips to help you stay a step ahead of your health. Baptist Health, be a healthier you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as medical advice. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast is not designed to replace a physician's medical assessment and medical judgment. Always seek the advice of your physician with any questions or concerns you may have related to your personal health or regarding specific medical conditions. To find a Baptist Health provider, please visit baptisthealth.com.